Three, two, one. Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome back to the When Words Music Speaks, nope, When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. Your words podcast. just failed. Well, words just failed, but music does not. But music, yeah, the music spoke anyway. That's right. So... This is a podcast where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your professional handicapped host, James Cox. And no, I'm sadly not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. But you never know, you know? You never know. Or the Muppets Christmas Carol. But I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums and the occasional... I was trying to think of another christmas instrument but all i got are jingle bells jingle, jingle bells are loud and obnoxious yeah. and i won't I, I refuse to play them um i'm them. your endless source of useless music knowledge you can call me blake mosley or you can call me brosley i don't care either way actually just don't call me late for dinner ha. um yeah james <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, christmas christmas season is upon us sir i'm, tr- um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, of a more more annoying instrument but i think the jingle bells yeah yeah I, I think uh, i think it would be the triangle but you don't hear the triangle very often do you not very often now yeah so that's mm-hmm. not that's not one i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know that's a good i'll think on it i'll think good, of another annoying that's a Christmas good that's a good question you propose to the audience when words show nation out there so if, yes if, if, if anybody know. out there knows the more a more annoying instrument than the jingle bells please tell us you know yeah we want to know what annoys you yes uh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're here to listen to all your annoying instruments, you know, take on his Yes. Hand, so. Yes. Uh, banter. Okay, so today's banter is, uh, what's your least favorite Christmas song? Uh, so Bruce, I'm going to start out with you. I think, okay, so last, last week, I kind of, I kind of attacked you on, uh, on a Christmas carol, um, yeah, and you're laughing because you know what you I'm were wrong. I'm wrong. You were wrong. Okay, so you were wrong. Last- it was not. It was not the little drummer boy. It is in fact the song Christmas. Christmas rapping. Um, I every time I hear it, a piece of me just dies on the inside, mm. and um, I don't like any version of it. I don't like anybody's covers. I just think the song in general is awful. Um. And, you know, I want to recount something I said on Not Religious a few years ago when we re- we did a whole episode on, like, the worst Christmas songs out there. And we took a poll, and we narrowed it down. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being, um, on that episode in particular, it ended up being the, uh, oh, man, it's a, shoot, it's Paul McCartney, uh, what's this, what's the name of his Christmas song? Jeez, it's so popular. Oh, um, anyway, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, that one ended up winning, but simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yes, that was it. I yes. don't know why. I totally blanked on that. But yes, it's simply having a wonderful Christmas time was the the song that won on that. And we were like, yeah, that song's awful. <laughs> and then, 
not too long after that episode came out, I heard Christmas rapping again on the radio and I was like, Oh no, that is the most annoying and worst Christmas song. Um, so I totally recount what I said. Um, I actually don't dislike that song as much as what I used to, um, the Paul McCartney one. Um, so I want to apologize to Allie, um, and her cousin Eleanor who listened to that and was very upset um that brian and i had picked <laughs> paul mccartney song is the worst christmas song ever so i take it back i'm putting in its place christmas rapping um i just think that whole song is just annoying uh the timing doesn't make any sense so as a drummer it's a big deal for me um in the whole like um yeah the way that the singer just sounds like she would much rather be doing literally anything else in the world she sounds so bored there's no enthusiasm in her voice at all and um the horns and the whole thing just not good so i take it all back christmas rapping sucks i don't think i've heard that song to be honest with you i can't write really i i I can't remember that does not sound familiar to me yeah don't don't make me listen to it no 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 no. we'll make all of our listeners listen to it because we'll put a clip in there for everybody to hear but yeah don't make me listen to it yeah um is it like a traditional song or is it like a, like, no. like okay. Okay. It so it was like, I, I don't know when it came out, but it should have never come out. And you, we don't know the singer or do you, do you know, or just, uh, I can look it up real quick. Okay. Um, I know that it's, uh, awful <laughs> right. um, Christmas wrapping. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look this up real quick. Okay. Christmas wrapping the, by the waitresses. That's what it is. The waitresses. And this song came out in 19, 19- 81. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Some would consider it a Christmas, a, a Christmas, a Christmas classic. I would consider it a Christmas nuisance and um, it needs to be banned. If we're going to cancel everything else, I think we need to cancel Christmas wrapping just for the simple fact that it is annoying AF, as the yeah, kids say. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to it and I might agree with you. But I don't know. That's uncomfortable. So I don't. I, I I won't have the ability to agree with you. But you'll okay. So you, you might, probably heard it. I probably did. But uh, yeah. you'll find my my mother as a shocker because we covered oh. this song, uh, on our on our, whatever cover works we recently did, the one after How to Grinch Show Christmas. Ooh, you know okay. what song I'm talking about. Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry then. I didn't mean to make you sit there and have to listen through last Christmas. The reason? No, 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 no. I, I was fine with it when we did it. I'm not yeah. fine with it now. Oh, okay. So your opinion has changed since that episode came out. Yes. Okay. Uh, I work at Outback Steakhouse mm-hmm. and we have a rotating, um, uh, song list that we have to listen to constantly. constantly. Mm-hmm. Two versions of that song I hear every day when I go to work. One gotcha. is one is Gwen Stefani's. I don't think that's a good cover. And yeah. the other one, which I I, I refuse to to uh, to know who sings that because I just no, I can't take that. So that's Christmas. Oh, yes, this is this is what you sent me today. This is what you sent me today, and I knew you were going to pick that. I knew it. I'm sorry, I did know that before you. Um, okay, okay, I just didn't know it was because of the uh, Gwen Stefani version yeah. of the song. Yeah, that's. Oh man, 
big props on her, but that's a horrible, horrible cover. I'm so yeah. glad, so glad we didn't we didn't cover that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But good. My, yeah, but, I'm glad we didn't see, either. But see, like I said before, my 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 uh, pick might change after hear your pick. You know. Yeah. I don't, I swear I've never heard that song before. It it just doesn't ring a bell unless I like. You'll. Talk. As soon as you hear it, you'll remember it. It's just that, and I, I don't know. I don't know why it's called that. I don't think they ever mentioned they Christmas wrapping at all. They didn't at all. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. I've never invested that much into it because I just hated the melody and I hated the whole song. So I was just like, no. "Please turn it off," you know. But now, I could be totally wrong. There may be some deep meaning behind it, and people are probably listening to this and being like, "Oh my gosh." The song means so much to me, and it's like the next Christmas shoes. And I will say that it is not the next Christmas shoes. Um, Christmas shoes is not that bad of a song. Isn't that Again, the, uh... the internet wants you to think it is, but you know it's you know it's actually a pretty good song. And they made a movie out of it, and it stars um what's his name? Christmas shoes. Oh the... gosh, Christmas shoes. There's a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a movie. I I think it's like a Hallmark movie, right, or something. I think so. Yeah. And my mom really likes that for some reason, but um, yeah, but and so okay, so as I told, um, huh? Can you proceed sing that one more time? Sir, I want to buy these shoes. Rob Lowe, that was it. Rob Lowe was in that. So Rob, there you go. Yeah. You think you think if the song was that bad, they couldn't have gotten Rob Lowe to star in the movie? Come on, guys, let's be real. Let's just be realistic. Yeah, yeah that yeah, this just sounds like a Hallmark movie to me. I don't think it was. It is. I don't think it was a theatrical one because. I don't think it was either. I think it. I think it was a why a right Hallmark movie right yeah. But um, so as I'm listening into country because country, as I'm listening to Christmas songs this time when I'm working at back, I've heard I, I've heard this song before. Um, this episode is going to be based on the history of Twelve Days of Christmas. The most traditional yeah. Christmas song I think ever. I would think that if anybody had some type of introduction as to what one of their favorite Christmas songs would be, the Twelve Days of Christmas has to be out there, just because it's 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 fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun to learn and try to remember what all the songs were. So it almost became a challenge when I was a kid. It was a challenge to try to remember what all the um, the words and what the gifts were. And the way that it builds upon itself and the way it's structured and the way the song is written, it's, it's definitely a classic. And I think it would be, um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to dive into that. So we'll kind of learn about uh, where, where the story actually came from, what were some misconceptions about the song and things like that as my dog bites my arm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is, this is a, a favorite a favorite song of mine, but not my all-time all-time favorite song. Right. Yeah. Um. So it might seem unbelievable, given that the Christmas creep now begins before Halloween. Yes, and we all know what we all know what. Like, as soon as Halloween's over, it that's how it was in my house. Halloween's over, it's Christmas time, baby. We're celebrating. We're celebrating Christmas. Yep. You take a small break for Thanksgiving. But then it's right back. Yeah, no, like, like you, like, there's no like decorations for um, Thanksgiving besides, like, uh, some pumpkins, turkey, pumpkin, scarecrows, pumpkins, turkey stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
scarecrows are like mainly like a fall decorative, you know. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody knows that Christmas creep is coming up. You know, now begins before Halloween. Um, yeah. Or after after Halloween. Um, but the true Christmas season actually starts on Christmas Day itself. That's right. Uh-huh. December twenty fifth marks the, the official start of the twelfth day of Christmas. Uh, the Christian tradition that shares its name with a recently sticking head Christmas carol. Yeah. It is true, you know. Yeah, it is stuck in your head. Yeah. Every time. Because yeah, like you said, like like you you know the song, but you quite can't remember. The, the order it goes. I know it's like 12, 11, 12, yeah. you know, but you could like yeah. 12 lords leaving 12 swans, you know, it's like all confusing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And it's, and it's fun because, uh, it, so you have that. And when I used to do CrossFit, there was a workout that we used to do called the 12, sorry, <laughs> that was called the uh, 12, uh, Oh man, 12 exercises of Christmas or something like 12 wads of Christmas. That's what it was. A wad was a workout of the day. Right. Okay. Um, so 12 wads of Christmas. So it was structured like the songs. So you started out doing like 12, um, or no, you would start out doing one, uh, something heavy squat or something like that. And then you would go to two box jumps and then you would do your heavy squat and then you would do, okay three uh burpees and then two uh uh box jumps and then you're you know so it worked like that and it was brutal and it took me almost an hour i think to do that workout it was just rough and um so but i always liked how the workout was structured like the song and it made it really fun but i i would say that like when when it came to people trying to remember what the songs what the lyrics and what the gifts were they'd get to five golden rings and then probably couldn't remember anything after that so at least that's where i always got it once you hit five golden rings you're like i i lost the rest of it yeah (laughs) but um so yeah let's dive into the history of it a little bit so the 12 days of christmas is an english uh christmas carol that enumerates the manner of a cumulative song um a series of increasingly uh increasingly numerous gifts given on each of the 12 days of christmas the 12 days that make up the christmas season that is uh starting with christmas day the song published in England in 1780 um, without music as um, as a chant or rhyme is thought to be French in origin. The 12 Days of Christmas has a round full, fair warning. There's a lot of words and names and places that we're going to be discussing in this episode that we're probably going to butcher the names of. So if we've got any like Ukrainian listeners, um, which I think, um, yeah, think some, some Ukrainian yeah. stuff in French and, and things like that. We're probably going to screw up a lot of this, so just bear with us. Um, so, yeah, a round folk song index number of 68. The tunes of collected versions vary, though. The standard tune now associated with its um, with it is derived, excuse me, from a 1909 arrangement of a traditional folk melody by English composer Frederick Austin. Sub- uh, subsequent verses follow the same pattern. Each verse deals with the next day of Christmastide, um, adding one new gift and then repeating all the earlier gifts so that each verse is one line longer than its predecessor. So if you need any form of reference, we're going to walk you through it uh, real quick. So you got your 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, 
seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. I love you for so that. You got all that. I love you for that. Five golden rings. Hey man, that's what I'm here for, right? Great, great, <laughs> great. Awesome voice. Awesome voice. You almost sound like Scooter from the Muppets. You're Just taking, a hair. You're taking over my job, man. I might. I don't like that. I might be this. I. It's been a yes. It's been my trick all along. I've been found out that I am actually the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. You are now, man. You can still call me Rosalie, though. Yeah, that's true. And you can still call me James Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so the exact origins and meaning of this song are unknown, but it's highly prob prob probable that it oriented or that it originated from a children's memory or and forfeit game. What? What does that mean? Yeah, a a children's memory and forfeit game. So kids challenging to try to remember what all the days were. So yeah, it was like a little trick for us as kids to try to remember. Yeah. It's a memory game. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. that, that, that makes sense, you know, because nobody can mm-hmm. remember the, the order. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, so the 12 days in the in the song are the 12 days starting with Christmas Day to uh, to the day before Infant Me, January 5th, my birthday. Yay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so from Christmas Day to my birthday is 12 days. There you go. Twelfth night is defined by the Oxford English Dictionary as the evening of January 5th, the day before infamy, uh, which traditionally marks the end of Christmas celebrations. So on my birthday, you forget about Christmas and just focus on my birthday. That's all that matters. Yeah. Right? That's all that matters. Which, which, my, mom, which my mom and dad do. do. So they, they follow this. They have been celebrating all this time. They've been doing it the right way. That's right. And nobody knows the wiser, you know? Yeah, there you go. The the best known English version was first printed in 1780 in a book intended for children. A mirth without mischief as a memorization game to be played on the 12th night. Players Players were required to repeat a verse of poetry resided by the leader, players who made an error was required to pay a penalty in the form of offering a kiss. So that's this could nice. be problematic to these days. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Unless you have... You know like what? A, you lost, now you gotta give me a kiss. Well, I mean, that's not bad for somebody who likes somebody else in the same circle. I mean, if I played that with, like, Allie, then it'd be fine, right. but... You know, it almost has like spin the bottle, you know, spin the bottle rule. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah spin the bottle. Yeah. But at least with that, you're kind of like, okay. you're all kind of, you know, subjecting yourself. <laughs> right. You know, it might, chances are that bottle's going to land on you. You may have to pucker up. Right. But uh, this one, I was just, when I, when I found that, I was like, ugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you lost. Now you got to give yeah. me a kiss. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. So uh, let's talk about the meaning of the gifts in it. Yeah. 
So according to the Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes, um, they said uh, suggestions have been made that the gifts do have significance as representing the food um, or sport for each month of the year. Um, Important certainly has long been attached to the 12 days when, for instance, the weather on each on each day was carefully observed to see what it would be in the corresponding month of the upcoming year. Um, nevertheless, whatever the ultimate origin of the chant, it seems probable that the lines that survive today, both in England and France, are merely an irre- irreligious travesty. Um, so, yeah, there's been, I've heard it, I've seen it mentioned several times that there is uh, like a, a hidden religious um, meaning to the 12 days of Christmas. This this feels like something that I used to do on not religious, but I am here to tell you that it is in fact not a. There is no biblical hidden meaning in there at all. It is just there, no one truly knows what the origins are. There is some significance, I'm sure, but if the song was composed back in the 1700s, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, so we lost that translation a long time ago. But yes, the song does not have a hidden biblical biblical meaning. Uh, you may have seen this theory floating around via chain mills and message boards, but in a nutshell, the theory claims that uh, during a time when Christians were punished for worshiping openly, um, the 12 days of Christmas song was used to secretly pass on the ideology of Christianity. Per this theory, each gift on the list symbolizes a different aspect of the Christian faith. So the partridge in the pear tree is Jesus Christ. The two turtle doves are the old and the new testaments. The three French hens are faith, hope, and charity, which is the theological virtues. The four calling birds are the four gospels and or the four evangelists, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, the five golden rings the five golden rings, are the first five books of the Old Testament. Um, the six geese laying are the six days of creation. The seven days, or excuse me, the seven swans of swimming are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the seven sacraments. Um, the eight maids of milking are the eight uh, beatitudes. The nine ladies dancing are the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The ten lords a leaping are the ten commandments. Um, the eleven pipers piping are the eleven faithful apostles. The twelve drummers drumming are the twelve points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed. So somebody, I'm pretty sure it is not. Yeah, somebody <laughs> must that, have been fucking. Somebody came up with right. That is something that I'm sure a long time ago there was probably a some religious figure that thought of this idea. Um, and 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 here's the thing: I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying that you can't interpret it that way. It's just to tell people that that was how it was intended is false. You have no idea. Right. You have no idea what those intentions are. I'm sure that if it was intended that way, they would have just flat out sang the song like that. So instead of the 12 drummers drumming, it would be um, 12 points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed, 11 faithful apostles, 10 commandments, and, you know, then they run down the line. Like, I mean, they would have just made it its own. there's significance there. We just don't know what it is. It was so long ago. We will probably never know. But to say people to tell people, um, especially, you know, the the Christian uh, culture, that that is what that song means is totally false. But hey, man, if you want to interpret it that way and you want to make it into a Bible study, 
go for it. I, I'm not knocking that at all. By all means, just don't 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 lie to people. That's my thing. There you go. You know, because because we don't know. I mean, don't know. How could we know what what they've written in like 1849? We we're, we're, yeah. we're never doing it. You know, right? So that's, right. That's true. That's true. So this theory uh, seems tailor made for circulation via chain mills. Chain, chain, chain mills always a- aggravated me. Yeah, me too. So, but it actually makes a little sense once you examine it. Snopes has a great explanation for of this many, many holes in his logic. First, the songs have nothing. To, the songs' gifts has nothing to do with their Christian equivalents, so the song is basically useless in as a way to remember the key pillars of the faith. And second, if Christians were so uh, restricted from practicing their faith that they had to conceal messages in the song, they also wouldn't be able to celebrate Christmas in the first place, much less sing Christmas carols. Yes. So. So, also, if you didn't live back then, you really don't know what the religious persecution was to begin with. Right. So you're only going off of, you know, what you might've read in a history book, but you can't trust that at all anymore. Can you? <laughs> um, but you know, I, yeah, I think I don't always endorse Snopes, but I thought that was a good, uh, uh, a good explanation of that. Um, because I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, uh, I practice Christianity. I'm a Christian by right. definition, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, love Jesus so that's that's my thing. So I'm not knocking this at all. I just think it's really, really terrible to do something like that where you send it out in chain mail and you're like, the hidden meaning behind the, the 12 days of Christmas. But it, you don't know for sure that that's what it was. Right. Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. I had always heard that. I wanted to include that in this episode because it, ever since I was a kid, I remember people always talking about that. Right. So for a long time, I believed that the 12 days of Christmas was, you know, like a lot of other Christmas songs um, that are written about the birth of Jesus. And, uh, but then this one came along and it's just like, this is just a fun Christmas song. Like why, did, why does it have to be turned into that? Right. But yeah. Anyway. How much would all these gifts cost? <laughs> yeah. Another <laughs> age old question. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. So since 1984, uh, PNC bank has been tracking the, Price of giving each gift mentioned in the song with the PNC Christmas Price Index. Well, well, okay. Some, somebody's, somebody's way over the hits now, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the index uses current market rates to calculate how much each gift would cost. On average, for the modern consumer, um. So the age-old question of how much all of these gifts would cost comes after around about uh, $41,205.58 according to the current Christmas price index. Partly, this is because swans are really, really expensive. <laughs> Who buys a swan? Who buys a swan? Rich but, people, man. Right? They got nothing else yeah. to spend on, right? Yeah. So, so if you want to buy a swan, 
each one of them would cost me a thousand eight hundred and seventy-five dollars each. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. You ready to drop almost two grand on a swan? I don't think so. Swan Lake. Well, see, what if it like guys have to be right? You know, that's that you're out almost two grand. You know. I might run over to Swan Lake tonight and pick one up and just kind of sell it on the uh, on for Facebook Marketplace. Free. You can. There's eight geese there, and you can get one for free if you want to. Yeah. You don't have to buy them. You know. Geese um, laying. Right. Yeah. Um, but but the real reason the the, uh, the final number is so eye poppingly huge is because the gifts are cumulative. You give each previous gift mentioned with each subsequent gift, which brings your total number of gifts to three hundred and sixty-four. Yeah. So you're given you're given twelve. Uh, partridge partridges in a pear tree, which is technically two gifts. Um, yeah, right. And uh, you know, so and then it builds upon itself. So yeah, you're you're really and the and for, as far as twelve drummers drumming go, thank God that's the last one because I can tell you firsthand, drum equipment is very expensive. Yeah. Um, unless now, I don't you know like, what they classify as a drummer. Unless you um, buy the like the human, you know, you could buy the like like like. Well, see, that's that's what I'm insulted by because uh, what they're implying is that the geese are more expensive than what the human drummer costs. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I guess I am below a a a swan. Excuse me, not the geese, the swan. Swans, I'm sorry. Yeah. The swans. Swans, right? Yeah. yeah. Well. But some would say that that was that was my swan song, and I just ah, gonna. I, I see what you did. I see what you did there. We all hey, see what we hey, did. Hey, yeah. Hey. But yeah, there's there. You know, so this is a great song, and there's been some really like notable covers. And I almost thought about doing a cover wars on the Twelve Days of Christmas. Um, and there's plenty to choose from. Trust me. But I would say, and I don't know if you have a favorite. I kind of this is kind of on the spot right. here, but I would say first off, one of my favorite Christmas albums, and we discussed this last year. Um, one of my favorite Christmas albums is Reliant K's. Um. Uh, let it rain deer uh, no let it snow baby let it rain deer um, it's one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time and they do a awesome cover of the 12 days of Christmas um, it's very pop punky and uh, you know when I was in um, Fallen Statues and we used to play Christmas gigs every year we would always do the Reliant K version of the 12, day, 12 days of Christmas and one time we played at Swan Lake, oddly enough, synchronicities. It all comes back around because aliens are real. <laughs> and um, so we played at uh, we played at Swan Lake and we played the 12 Days of Christmas. And there was a girl that was sitting out um, in the in the crowd that recognized the Reliant K version that we did because they changed the song. They actually add in a chorus to that song. Um, it's pretty funny because it says what's a partridge and what's a pear tree. I don't know, so please don't ask me. Uh-huh. But I can, but I can bet those are very. Uh, what is it? But I can bet those are very st- strange gifts to give. I think is the lyric. But anyway, yeah. so it's a little different. And so we would do that. And there was a girl that was sitting out there, and she was singing right along with us for that part that probably no one else knew. Right. But we included it in, you know, in our cover of it. So <laughs> um, that was really awesome. satisfying to me. I'll always look back and remember that. I just seeing that that girl out there that was like, "What's a partridge and what's a pear tree?" Right. Yeah. Somebody else got it. Yeah. Somebody so, else gets it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you think that $1,875 is depressing, well, how about $41,000 for the whole shebang? And then that gets you depressed. We good news, y'all. It's like buying two two vehicles right. for somebody. But there's good news because we have a mental health minute for y'all to get Ooh, over yeah. it. So, I'm yeah. I'm so ready for this. Christmas. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> mental, uh, yeah, today's mental health minute. Uh, so uh, it's all about music therapy. Um, we touched on this a little bit whenever we did the Indie Pods um, United for 2021. And uh, which was a lot of fun, by the way. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so music therapy is an expressive art therapy. So whether you're writing a song, you're listening to it, or you're just singing alongside, music therapy in any, excuse me, in any form requires some form of communication and expression. Music therapy is mostly conducted under supervision, where the therapist uses specialized tools and other mechanisms to implement the program successfully. So for example, Musical instruments like the guitar or the piano are popular music therapy tools. Some forms of music therapy also uh, involve imagery, where the therapist gently guide the client to imagine himself in a pleasant situation and play soothing music to create the right ambience for it. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I've told this story on here before, but 150-something episodes in, I'm sure it was a long time ago and I've already forgotten. Right. But have you ever heard the story of the kid that uh, was in a coma for a long time? Um, and this was around the time that Green Day's American Idiot was out because that was that was his that was his kid's favorite album. He was right. probably like twelve years old, yeah. huge Green Day fan, loved American Idiot, and was in a coma. I think he had gotten into an accident, a car accident, or something, and was in a coma for a few weeks. And um. You know, they suggested they were like, "Does he does does he listen to music?" And they were like, "Yeah, he's you know really into Green Day." And they said maybe it would be a good idea to play some music, like while he's you know while you're in a hospital. So just to you know yeah. see if that helps because it's worked before. And sure enough, they played American Idiot, and it wasn't too far into excuse me into playing the first few songs that the kid came out of the coma. Um, so it's pretty incredible. Um, and I think, I think that just goes to show you the healing power of music and the, the way that it's that the way that it can be used for different forms of therapy. In this case, bringing someone out of a coma, right? pretty impressive. And, um, but I, yeah, man, I love to take a song or an album. And we, when we do our interviews, we always ask our guests, what's, you know, what's your go-to song? What's your go-to album? when you're feeling down and yeah. uh, kind of brings you back out of that. So it's really interesting to learn what theirs are. So that case, you know, in that case, I can go listen to it and see if it has the same effect on me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause everybody is different. So everybody has the, you know, and there's no wrong answer about what you like, you know, it's all about what you like. Right. You know? That's why I tell, that's why I, that's, that's why I tell everybody who well, I ask, you know, what's the favorite me? You're, you're all correct. You know, you know, there's no wrong yeah. answer, and I think that's a, a very that's a very way of a it's a very great way of um of letting somebody let somebody know what you like, you know. So that's right. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening to the show today. Uh, be sure to tell to be sure to share this with your friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, family members, aunts, uncles, 
whatever you have. Dogs, cats. Yeah, it's Christmas time. You're going to be seeing them anyway. Might as well, right? right might, as well, Break the ice. might as well, like, load this on the podcast and just listen to it while you're the whole family eating their Christmas turkey. Or, it's a Christmas tale. Yeah. Uncle Jerry just got out of prison and you're seeing him for the first time in a few years and you're like, hey, Uncle Jerry, do you know what a podcast is? And he's probably going to say no. And you're like, well, great. You, uh, you've probably been incarcerated for so long that you don't even know like what to listen to now. You should listen to this podcast here um, where these guys talk about music and um, introduce you to something that you might like. So, Well, hopefully it's not Uncle Jerry because that's my dad's name. Oh, no. Uncle, um, Uncle Leroy. Uncle Leroy, Uncle uh, Barnabas, Uncle <laughs> Barnabas. I like that name. Spiegel. <laughs> Spiegel. Uncle Voldemort. Sp- yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good old Uncle Voldemort. Good old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we're available on all podcast apps and platforms, including, but not limited to. That's the thing. That's it. That's what That's, it is. Okay. okay. I could not remember what that phrase was. Including but not limited to. Yeah, because that was, yeah. was um, if you heard last week's episode, <laughs> you'll know exactly we why we're freaking out. Yeah, we were having a We struggled on that then. Right. Um what was it like? Oh yeah. Um <laughs> and they couldn't get back. <laughs> right. Um uh we are on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to review and rate our podcast if you like to see our podcast grow into more, better, and more sounding quality. Hey, Lucy. I'm, this every, is Lucy. Everybody, it's, it's Brosie. Lucy's back. Brosie's dog for everybody who doesn't know who Lucy is. She's a poodle, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a standard poodle, and she is all kind of cute and fun. Nice, nice. Uh, so the be- bad. And <laughs> bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, she can't be that bad. I mean, she looks like oh, a. She's uh, bad. All right. <laughs> she's bad. Oh, okay. Uh, so the best way to reach us and to stay up to date with us is by following all of our, all of our social media our platforms, including, but not limited to. Ah, nah. got it. Um, ah. <laughs> Instagram at Wordsville Podcast, Facebook WWF Podcast, Twitter. When Words Fail MS, uh, we're on YouTube at youtube.com when Words Fail Music Speaks. You can always email us at when Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. Um, TikTok and Twitter is the same. Just type in when Words Fail Music Speaks under, under TikTok. Put a dot com after if you want to go to our website. Where yeah. now you can access our store by clicking at the top, top tab where it says store. Click that. Bring you right to the store. We can order uh, masks, shirts, hoodies, um, uh, shirts, more shirts. Uh, shirts for everybody, right? Yeah, buy them for yes. Christmas if you want to get them like like a cool Christmas gift. Yeah, man. Stocking hey. stuffers, get some stickers thrown in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And if you got a laptop and you want to protect it, we got that, that um, laptop protector. So, yeah. So... Uh, yeah. Mr. Brosley, where can they find you, good sir? Uh-oh, is that another dog? There's a fuss out there. Uh-oh, okay. Yeah, that's Penny and Wilco, my sister-in-law's dog. But yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. Um, I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y. So that's M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. I'm also on the TikTok. It's at Blake Brosley. 
Um, you can also check out my new podcast that I'm doing um, called South Carolina Spook Show. It is available on, oh, let me tell you what it's about first. So mm-hmm. it is about true crime, paranormal stuff, ghost stories, uh, cryptids, UFO sightings, things like that. All South Carolina based. For, so for any of our South Carolina listeners, might want to check that out. Be great. I appreciate it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, and Radio Public. So any of those things, if you know somebody or if you prefer to listen to them on those, go for it, man. I appreciate it. Also, if you have any stories and anything you want to send me for that as episode suggestions, I'll be sure to do it. You can email me. Um, it's uh, Send it to scspookshow at gmail.com. Sources for this episode come from Wikipedia, Vox.com, GoodHousekeeping.com, and Positive, excuse me, Positive Psychology. We do not own any of the music used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. James, do you have anything else before we sign off for this Christmas-themed episode? No, sir. I just want to thank everybody once again for listening to this awesome episode. I think it's awesome, you know? Yeah. I mean, because it's our podcast. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening. And always remember, when words fail, that music speaks, dog. Bye, y'all. Merry Christmas.